What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid episode 20. Here with my guy, Breden. How are you? When it's uh, not club football time, it's it's a little dreary here. But hey, World Cup qualifying has started, and uh, it's it's a different pace, but it's a fun one. And oh, by the way, we had that little thing where the transfer window shut. Um, are we going to talk the, about that? Like, the oh whole yeah, time? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we okay. got to talk about that. Like Fabrizio <laughs> Romano, like that, that, that. That Twitch, that live Twitch, oh, like props to Fabrizio Romano, like really well done. Okay, that is the best in business, Fabrizio. Just yeah. wanted to mention that. And, but I was quite surprised with uh, some of these transfers, okay? Of course. And Griezmann. Yeah. Whoa, Griezmann has officially bounced yeah. from Barcelona. Unbelievable. Because he won't win anything. So, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on Griezmann? Well, I mean, uh, I, I, it's just unbelievable. It was at, what, $120 million, $110 million, uh, when Barcelona originally signed Griezmann from Atleti. Uh, and, and this one is going to be a loan with, what, a 40 million euro purchase? Um, and it's essentially like you're just giving back Griezmann after giving them Luis Suarez on a free uh, after basically losing the La Liga title to Atleti. And now they've got Griezmann back along with what? 80 million euros uh, of a mm -hmm. difference between the two. So I, I got to say from a business standpoint, obviously Atletico took advantage of the situation. And like you said, Antoine Griezmann saw the writing on the wall and uh, he decided to get the hell out of Dodge. Um, but man, I mean, from a footballing perspective, what do you think that does to Atleti? I'll be honest, like, there's, there's like, an unknown scenario here, like, a backfold that is, the truth is, Laporta is, like, becoming, like, the savior of Barcelona, okay? Bartomeu gets Griezmann for 120, yep. and Laporta is here saying, okay, this is what happens now. This is what, man, I need to manage now the club well. And, yeah, we need to sell him for 40 million. Look, it was it was it was the mistake of the previous guys. Okay, so for Laporta, letting go of Griezmann, that it was a failed project by the other board. It's smart, in my opinion. Well, and the wages, I think Griezmann was earning 700k a week. I think could be. That's, he's yeah. not good enough. In Barcelona, Griezmann has been, uh, or I won't say horrific, but he has been pretty poor. Yeah. Griezmann, wake up! Like, yeah, I mean, he he certainly hasn't been. I guess what we would collectively saw, uh, say is his oh. himself uh, at his at his prime. Um, and and who knows a move to Atleti? I don't know if that actually brings it all back. But um, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's gone from one side of free spending to now it's like we got to tighten the purse strings and we got to start all over and rebuild it and uh, take on short-term pain so we can have long-term glory again. And I, I'm, I can't fault him for doing that, but really mm -hmm. what it comes down to is, man, it was like straight from, I don't know, it was like zero to one, zero to 60 in yeah. really, really quick time. So yeah, that was definitely one of these surprises um, and, and I was like, actually watching that Twitch uh, when, when he announced that. And then there was a little worry that it was even getting done and all that, all that good stuff. But, man, that was, that's crazy. And by Griezmann going, yeah. uh, Barcelona are saying, Fati and Pedri, mm -hmm. it's time to shine. Yeah. Griezmann's gone. Messi's gone. 
Fatih and Pedri, it's yeah. time to shine. They need to. Like it's it's a big responsibility for them. Like yeah, but... I'm 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 excited. Yeah, I don't but... think Coleman is the guy. Okay? I'd put Xavi now. I'd put Xavi now. Like I feel like Xavi didn't go in the past because there was big characters in that locker room. Yeah. And now I think there's more characters like PK, like Jordi Alba, Sergio Roberto, that they want the best for Barcelona. So I think a coach like Xavi there, it might, it might work out well. It, I don't know. It, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, bringing, hey, it worked out well for Chelsea. Oh, wait, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, bring, bringing obviously a legend back, and, and let's be honest, Xavi hasn't necessarily done it at this ridiculous level previously, mm. but um yeah i mean come on he's one of the most storied figures in barcelona history so absolutely would i love to see that resurgence of barca with his, a lot of these young guys and these guys that really care about the club uh obviously and and yeah really? ronald i mean coman what he's got uh martin braithwaite and uh luke de jong leading the forward line now uh and that by there so <laughs> yeah. that by is a baller i'll be honest the pie is a baller sure. but like luke de jong and bright white, like what? <laughs> what? Like Fati is needed desperately. Okay, <laughs> no, like right now, yeah. like put Fati on the pitch, man. Like it's, yeah, oh, this just this just felt like a fire sale, like a balance sheet pressured situation. Fire sale, everything goes. Um, as long as it has value and, uh, it's uh, hopefully this is the beginning of a, of a new era in, in Barcelona <laughs> and hopefully there's positives to come instead of the negatives we've seen, but man, mm -hmm. what, what, a what a, a sea change in one transfer window, um, to see legends leave the club. And I'm not calling Antoine Griezmann a Barcelona legend, but, uh, that, that is a big piece that, that is, that has gone back. And, and making who we think or who I think is the La Liga favorites currently, uh, again, uh, even stronger um, heading into this. Mm -hmm. But that led to obviously a domino, another domino falling with Atleti. And, and what do you think of that last gasp uh, loan signing of uh, Saul by Chelsea? Uh, I think it was. I'm. I'm. I don't have very high expectations with Saul because I feel like it's not fair. Because he's going into a team that they're European champions, man. And do they need him really? Mm, kind of maybe for support? Yes. To have more depth? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Tuchel, like he deserves to have like this full support of yeah. the Chelsea board. Yeah. So if Tuchel, I, I, I think Tuchel may have asked for Saul. Mm -hmm. So I think that's I think getting Lukaku and Saul in a transfer window. Come on, Luke. Yeah. Like that, Chelsea did an amazing job in this transfer window. Yeah. The money that they managed to bring in and the way they solved the biggest problem that <laughs> was the striker. Mm -hmm. Like it's now like they're, they're title contenders on Champions League front and on Premier League front. So I'm, there you go. I'm with you there. And you know what I like? And maybe it's just because with Saul, I have uh, that 2016 uh mazy run against Bayern I believe it was in the Champions League semifinals that Golasso is still ingrained in my mind as like vintage Saul uh but no I mean yeah he's a he's a what he's a Swiss army knife he is mm -hmm. he's a, a guy that can fill in a lot of spots uh he is depth uh but now you look across the board and you've got Giorgino you've got Conte you've got uh, uh Matteo and you've got um Saul in the midfield mm -hmm. 
right? And and that's that's a fairly deep bench there for what what season lies ahead. And there's a lot of season that lies ahead. So um, I, I thought that that was kind of one of the more under underrated um, big transfers uh, when all is said and done. But you know, when when I'm looking at it across the board, it was definitely a defender's type of a window, right? I mean, you're looking yeah. at Hakimi, Alaba, Nuno. Upo Makano, mm. Romero, Donnarumma, I know he's a goalkeeper, Ibrahima Kanate, Tamori, Emerson was one yeah. of the last gasp ones to Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, absolutely unbelievable transfer window to be a uh, defender because they all, for the most part, got paid handsomely to move on. <laughs> um, but what, what's another one you, you were uh, looking at on the. Well, I, I like what I like to highlight too in the transfer was. PSG went bold because PSG rejected <laughs> 200 million yeah. for Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. So they value Kylian Mbappe for one season, okay, at 200 million. That is bold. Like, yeah. I don't know, but that is bold. And I wasn't expecting it. I thought they were going to say, look, we, we can't keep him. We won't have him next season. We'll get 200 million. And maybe we'll snatch up Harry Kane that doesn't want to stay at Tottenham. I don't know. I, I'm joking. But someone, okay? Like, he, Charlison was being talked. But, you know, they, they, they could have made something happen. And no, no, 200 million ain't enough. Yeah. Like, um, and, and Mbappe still did not obviously sign an extension in any way, shape, or form. So the fact that Real Madrid can probably get him cheaper at some point in the near future, yeah, makes that an even bolder. I, I basically just said the exact same thing a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to think, I mean, it makes me a little bit happy because now you've got Mbappe and Messi and Mbappe learning from Messi and all that good stuff. And PSG mm-hmm. can really, you know, go after it. Um, but do you think that this virtually guarantees that Kylian Mbappe maybe moves in a January window that's not normally known for like massive surprises? Or do you see this literally being Kylian Mbappe signs a free for Real Madrid next summer? I think they'll test it out. I think okay. they'll see how it works out with all these big time players. Yeah. With Neymar, with. <laughs> well, I think it's because it's not just Neymar and Messi. Yeah. Like, you got Rems, you got Donnarumma, mm-hmm. even Akimi, I, I consider him a world-class star. Sure. Wijnaldum is a world-class star, too. Mm-hmm. So, Verratti is a world-class star. So, I, I'd wait. Let's, let's, mm, yeah. I don't know. It's, I think Ch- PSG must aim for the Champions League, okay, yeah. in my opinion. So, the team are it's 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 very hard you see yeah. it's very hard with uh with psg to talk like it's i don't know i and honestly i am thinking more about pochettino i'm always when i when i start thinking about psg with all these transfers all this money mm-hmm. i start seeing the pressure it's it's Pochettino. it's i don't know it's a lot. a lot of stories a lot of stories there and there's a transfer that i wanted to talk about and it's I'd say under the radar, and that is Moise Keane, okay? It's okay. it's Moise Keane redemption time right now. And because I feel like he's under he's he's under the radar because we were talking about PSG and he shined there. Yeah. And he showed himself in a different picture. And I'm kind of getting Lukaku type vibes with him, okay? I'm not saying he's he'll be the, the same level. Sure. But 
Juve we're getting Locatelli and getting Moiskin with these redemption. I, I I like these transfers that I'm seeing here. So yeah, I mean it, it's also p- kind of poetic, right? Moiskin mm. debuted for them at what 16 years old, uh, and and now he's back what five years later. Um, so uh, yeah, I I obviously hope the best because very clearly it didn't work out at Everton. Um, mm. And you know I would have actually loved to have seen him one more year. Uh, give it a shot in the Premier League, but uh, it was just pretty clear uh, when he had that success at PSG that that he he needed to move on, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Moise Keane, that's that's a good one, and I think he should do well. But you know, obviously, is he the replacement for um, oh someone named Cristiano Ronaldo? No, uh, <laughs> but he is a young guy that can grow with them and uh, eventually get a proper move. I just want c- continuity for him, a place where he can mm-hmm. go, grow, and score, bo- uh, score a bunch of goals. Um, mm-hmm. So that's Well, that you mentioned good. Ronaldo, and in this transfer window, Messi and Ronaldo left. Yeah. But in the next one, <laughs> Holland on. and Mbappe. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. I just screwed that up for you because <laughs> I needed to pause for a second. That line that you just j- just said, it's a very, very simple line. But my goodness, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi left in the same transfer window. I know. It's, it's, it's insane. Like, I never thought I'd see Messi leaving Barcelona. I, yeah. I was getting to that stage. Same. And Messi and Ronaldo leaving. Mm-hmm. And now next year, Mbappe and Haaland leaving. Like, football is absolutely going bonkers, man. Is. This is, like, the day and age. Like, with social media, like, it's it's the hot topic. And it's only going to get better because all these players are going to improve. And, yeah, I was just hyped. I, I was just thinking about, like, yeah, Holland and Mbappe, they'll move next season. So... Yeah. And and it's it's interesting there because you obviously have two legends of the game moving on, and then the two we're talking about uh, that there will be a rat race for next year or next mm-hmm. you know transfer window essentially no next year next summer um, mm-hmm. it, are two of the upcoming stars that likely are picking up the torch and are going to be battling head to head goal scoring wise for years to come unless of course they're both on Real Madrid but um, mm, I don't think that'll happen. No, I don't. Uh, I don't think they'll happen. I don't either. But that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Uh, I think. Ma- I think he's Ma- coming Ma- to the prem. I think he's coming to the prem, Holland. I'm with you. I think Holland will go to the prem. Yeah. And the more, the more time passes, I'm more inclined to United. But that is a totally different conversation there. Yeah. And I like to mention, like my final transfer, like I found quite poetic to see was Pastore going to Elche. Okay. Like. Seeing Fabrizio Romano mentioning Pastore even and going to Elche, yeah, like it's I just felt like a bit of my my childhood, like seeing him go up Serie A and then going to Paris, like he's ah like yeah. now at Elche, like I just I just felt I I wanted to mention him because what a he'll be an underrated legend Pastore for years to come. Well, I've so... already forgotten him. Sorry, that was that was just mean. That was mean, rude. Roast. I, uh, I, you know, it's it is it is tough. It's been a while since he's been somewhat relevant, and I do. I, I actually, I don't have the same memories of Pastore that I do, obviously, of Saul mm. with a five, you know, five years ago scoring that goal in the semis. Um, oh, but Pastore but, and Ibra at PSG. That was a duo there. Oh uh, yeah, that's like 
That was a duo there. I remember, like, I I, I like that duo. I like that duo at that time. Okay. But okay. It's it's yeah. It, it, no, but it was even Tiago Silva and Pastor. So wow. Tiago Silva was a beast at that time. Like wow. he, that is an underrated legend. Tiago Silva. Enough. That Fair is enough. another. <laughs> We're going off. You want to go to the next topic? Well, no, no. I've actually got just two more things to say. Oh, okay. Uh, but but after this, I will I will go look up some uh, Javier Pastore highlights on YouTube, and I'll uh, <laughs> I'll reeducate myself. Um, but I I got to ask you just a straight question. I have a feeling where mm. you might where you might go with it, but I. I purposely didn't tell you i was going to ask you this um because i want a real reaction which transfer is more important to the club leo messi to psg or cristiano ronaldo to manchester united not who's better which transfer is most important to the club i'm gonna say i'm gonna say messi to psg because psg is gonna win a champions league and that never happened yeah i that's 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 why I think that uh, that's my answer, yeah. And United, they've won they've won titles and they've won a Champions League with with Ronaldo, sure. but I don't I won't say equally, but yeah. he has a legacy there, and there's a storyline there at United, and I am sure that Ronaldo wants to conquer it, okay. Sure. And like next Ballon d'Or. I honestly think the next Ballon d'Or winner might be or Messi or Ronaldo, one of oh them. Oh my! Two. Wow. I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is bold. I, I, I think that this is going to be like their, their last dance. This is going to be the last dance for Ronaldo and Messi this year, Champions League. <laughs> the fight in the now or never. That's right. No, I, re- uh, no, I honestly do think this Champions League is going to be like it's, it's, it's now or never. Like for for PSG. Yeah. For PSG, yeah. it's now or never for real. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're not even but, a month into the season, and this is already shaping up to be one of the one of the greatest seasons of my footballing fandom. Um, mm-hmm. In in just the storylines and the and the the transfers and the you know all the things that could have happened that didn't happen, and all the things that we didn't expect to happen that did happen. Um, <laughs> but you know, we talked we talked about United because you're right. There's a there's a legacy there, right? And there is mm-hmm. a instilling soul scare even. Even if he is a little outmatched, sometimes at least in your and our opinion, uh, yeah. from a tactical standpoint, um, he is trying to instill kind of that winning mentality that Sir Alex Ferguson had there, right? And he's not trying mm-hmm. to be Sir Alex Ferguson because you can't be, um, but he's trying to get the personnel in there that will help him kind of turn over a new leaf. Um, and Ronaldo obviously fits the bill. Uh, Veron fits the bill. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why they spent as much as they did on a Harry Maguire because he very much just lives and dies by the club he's with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can argue about his footballing skills, but when it when all said done, Harry Maguire will die for the badge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we then also have to look at they're starting to make kind of I think like smarter decisions, uh, but there's one thing that really stood out, and this is my last transfer shout. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel James. Okay. You ready for this? They got 29 million euros for Daniel James. I believe they spent maybe 14 or 15 on him. Okay. Maybe a mm-hmm. little more than that. 17 or 18. This is, this just scared me. It was the first time and, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the first time since Sir Alex Ferguson left and retired that United have made a profit on a transfer. You serious? 
That's that is sad. I went through marks and looked for this and I couldn't find anything. I even like looked on Twitter. I looked on, you know, to see if there was anyone refuting these claims. And that one just stuck out at me and I, I could not believe it. Um, and, you know, that's a hell of a deal too. getting 29 million from Marcelo Bielsa uh, and Leeds. Obviously, there's some mm-hmm. unfinished business there because they almost had him in the bag uh, back in the day. But man, 29 million for a guy who's good. He fits the bill of fighting for the badge, but ultimately they needed to balance the books and they, they sent him out. I wonder if that's kind of like a sea change deal for United where you start to see them just get so much smarter in the transfer business because obviously the ins were really good this year. They're, you're going to have to see the outs moving forward where they go with this. So crazy. I agree. I agree. Like, and, but I'm telling you, like, Daniel James with Bielsa, that'll, that'll look yeah. good, Brandon. Sure. Like, Rafinha looks amazing with Bielsa. I'm not <laughs> saying Daniel James is the same, but he's he's very speedy, and he's got yeah. that unique trait. And there's like, no way forward a... for him with, with Sancho, and, and it was a, a very – I was very surprised when yeah. I saw the number of 29 million euros. Um, not because Daniel James is not a good winger, but mm-hmm. uh, th- that that's just not the price for him. Uh, after two you. years, that's just not the price for him. But, hey I... – He's a United player, and that and that comes with a bit of tax there. there so, go. if there's any transfers that we didn't mention you want to discuss with us, go comment down below and feel free. We'll answer to all the comments. So, next topic is the top 10 under 23 transfers. Yeah, we're not really moving so, on from transfers, are we? <laughs> we're, we're not, because there's a lot to be talked still. And we wanted to make a list, in our opinions, important to say, what are the top 10 transfers uh, of under 23? Before you see the video, guys, go comment what are the the best under 23 deals that you think should be on this list, okay? And then see if we put it, because, yeah, maybe we should (laughs) have. We don't know. So I'll start here with my 10th. Sure. And my 10th is Konate. Ibrahim Konate that okay. went to Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, why? Because first of all, he, he he answers the call of Liverpool needing a center back, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it gives him depth. Depth. Uh, I'm not going to say he's going to be over Joe Gomez every game, but I do believe the moment that he kind of gets the groove at Anfield, yeah. he'll settle in. And Van Dijk and Konate n- next to each other. Mm-hmm. Two huge beasts. Corner kicks, free kicks, any kicks. Those guys are beasts. Yeah. So he's in my number ten, number ten spot. Uh, I like there that, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll raise you a center back. Uh, my number ten is Fakaya Tomori. So obviously okay. he didn't happen on the last day. Obviously there was a loan before that. May have already broken the rules of this top ten U twenty three transfers, uh, but no, I mean Fakayo Tomori. I mean it comes down to the, that whole Chelsea business thing. Uh, their center back contingent essentially getting older and older, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, understandably, um, and the AC Milan just saw a gem, polished a gem, uh, gave him a chance, and and now he's probably a shoe in for being one of the top. Uh, top center backs in Serie A. Um, yeah. not, not the, but one, and definitely up there, top two, top three, when it comes to young center backs. So I just love the, kind of the narrative and the story behind that uh, in terms of Tamori uh, not really being able to get much game time with Chelsea. Uh, the narrative actually starting to support the fact that he was expendable at Chelsea, 
He goes mm-hmm. to AC Milan, has a great start, and boom, now he's now he's a rock in their, their center of defense uh, moving forward. And they're going to need it with that Champions League group. I so agree. Um, that's my I 10. I agree. And Tomori, like, people will see him soon in that England national team if yeah. he picks England. So, like, he's he's he, he's got it. Tomori has got it. So, actually, my number nine is kind of linked to all these players, and it's Tammy Abraham. Okay. Uh. You know I love him, and mm-hmm. seeing Mourinho actually picking a youngster mm-hmm. makes it so exciting for me. Because youngsters, Mourinho, perfect combination. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking, yeah. but uh, it will work out well, and I, I I did expect that because Tommy is the type of player that he likes a poacher. Okay, that is that knows has that has the awareness to drift off. And to stay in the middle. The type of player like an Eto, like a Milito, mm-hmm. like a Drogba. Tammy Abraham fits the bill. And that's why I think Mourinho and Tammy will work out well. He's in my that's why he's in my number eight spot. Yeah. But, I, I, number nine. Nine number spot. Nine. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I actually have him higher up. So I'll tell you, I okay. have him at I have him at seven. Um okay. because I, I think, yeah, Mourinho, after losing Jekko. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to play him through his dry spells. I think he's going to play him through, you know, through thick and thin uh, mm-hmm. there. And he's almost even come out and said so. So I think that's a really, really good shout. And yeah. I think he's kind of a shoe in for 10 to 15 goals. Hopefully they're obviously hoping more in Syria. Uh, but he's he's clearly gotten off to a really, really, really <laughs> nice start in there. And I can't wait until Spinazzola gets healthy and, you know, you get yeah. they, you get all their weapons pushing forward. Um, and he's going to get good service there. Uh, so that's, that's a good one. Well, my number nine is a little bit different and it's almost like a blast from the past. If you're a premier league fan, um, I went with Nicola, Nicola Vlasic. Um, and and it's funny, his last name is like a big brand of pickles here in the United States. Uh, (laughs) so it's always weird. I never know how to say it. Um, but West Ham, you know, I know West Ham spent what 35 million or so on Zuma. Um, they -hmm. spent another 30 on, uh, Vlasic uh, from CSKA Moscow. And I just want to see from a narrative perspective um, how he can actually change things. Obviously, you're not getting Jesse Lingard b- back if you've got Vlasic. Um, but he was essentially running a relatively strong CSKA Moscow um, attack and doing so effectively. He was probably the best player in the Russian league two, two seasons running, right? Mm-hmm. And um, him and West Ham, him with West Ham, uh, I really like with a shuttler like Antonio up top mm-hmm. that can clean pretty much anything up and is strong and can be passed to and just so many good good qualities that West Ham has moving forward. I think he's going to actually knock it out of the park the second time around because we know that when he went to Everton, it didn't work out at all. Um, it didn't, and there was loads of expectations for him. So. Close. Yeah. I was I was I was I was listening to that. I was like, mm, "Will it work out again?" I hope it does, man. Like it's there. You go. Yeah, you want to? I'll go with my eighth now, my sure. eighth position, and I think it's a really good, really good call. And that is Manuel Locatelli. There you go. Uh, I'll be honest. This is the type of player that easily can be in the top five. Sure. But this transfer window was so stacked that a type of player like Locatelli that balled out mm-hmm. in that Italian midfield in the Euros. Uh, okay, he didn't start every game because they were stacked with Jorginho, 
Verati, come on, like it's I I got you. Yep. So um Locatelli at Juve, he'll start. And they needed something right there in midfield last season. And having a player that knows what it takes for at Juventus mm-hmm. and is in a needed spot, I think it can work out really well with Allegri. Sure. So I'm very excited and I put him in my eighth spot. Yeah. What a what a player. I mean, his his ascendancy uh, recently has just been really, really fun to watch. And like you said, he what? He started the first game and then, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of a crowded midfield in, in the Euros, but hey, the best midfield at the Euros. And they ended yeah. up winning the Euros. And he totally played the role um, phenomenally well. And he will get his chances at Juve. So um, eight for me is another center back. I, I go pretty center back heavy here. Cuti uh, Romero to Tottenham. Um, mm. he's, he's aggressive as hell. I watched him quite a bit during the Copa America. Unfortunately, he was injured for some of it. So he didn't really get, um, well, Hey, he ended up winning the, the Copa mm-hmm. America. Uh, and he's just a really good piece for Tottenham to kind of rebuild around their defense, right? Their defense mm-hmm. around. Um, and you know, it, it's funny that we say this while there's this whole quarantine thing going on right now, they went to, you know, Cuti Romero went to join Argentina for their big World Cup qualifiers. They play Brazil in a couple hours. Um, and they're going to have this 10-day or 14-day mandated quarantine period. So we probably won't even see him that much in a Spurs shirt for a while. Um, but I really like what they've been what they've been doing is because with Spurs, they sign Romero and immediately mm-hmm. Eric Dyer and Davinson Sanchez, they've already been playing better than they had in like the one or two seasons prior on average, you know? So the, having that collective group that is a whole lot younger than the Vertongans of old, the Toby Alderweireld. Alderweireld. Uh, yeah, Alderweireld. Okay. Um, having a younger crew that is going to be uh, moving together, being aggressive and incredibly expressive, um, I, I think is going to be really good. He's the reigning Serie A defender of the year. I, I mean, agree. it's a good addition. I, I don't know why it's low uh, at eight. It probably should be higher, but it's a, it's a big deal. He's in my seventh. Like, I, I put Romero uh, at, in my seventh spot leading okay. up to what you said yeah. because it's 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 all what you said. It's the impact that Romero is going to have at Tottenham. It's what you said. Dyer is now looking a much better center he back. Is. And Davidson is looking like a much, center, much better center back. Yeah. But Romero is going to be the guy. And yeah. I'm expecting it. So Tottenham fans, be excited! Like this is—he's yeah. a good. That was a good deal done by the club. Um, so he's in my seventh position. Okay, sure. and and my seven is uh, Tammy Abraham. So we can. Uh, so there you go. So there. who's your six? So my six is Kamavinga. Okay. Uh, I was surprised that Kamavinga left the way he did. Okay, it was. I, 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 like I think there would be more hype with him, honestly. Yeah. And the truth is. Real Madrid saw that they weren't going to get Mbappe, mm-hmm. and straight away they drifted their focus into Camavinga. And it was fast. Fabrizio Romano put it out. Camavinga was at Real Madrid. So these guys know what they do, and that's why they're the Galacticos, okay? Because management wise, they know what they know what they need to do. And yeah, Camavinga is the start of a rebuild. Yeah. Like extending Valverde. Uh, like Casemiro. picking the pieces exactly, Casemiro, 
there's a, there's another extension there too. I can't remember which one, but like Valverde was the biggest one until 2027, and Camavinga, Casemiro, and Valverde. That is Real Madrid's trio in the next five years. So Ala Madrid, be excited, guys, and yeah, that's my number six. Yeah, and he's not my number six. He's he's a little higher up, and a lot okay. of it's probably because of my attachment to kind of reading up about him and learning about him and and he's just such a positive force you know this is a kid another refugee that came uh i believe he's angolan refugee angola yeah yeah uh came uh they obviously had to go through a lot of trials and tribulations to get there um and he's now essentially making good for his family right um and and first off the price from a business perspective for real madrid is just unbelievable 31 million Mm -hmm. for the potential that he has, and not to mention he's pretty close to world-class now as it stands. Um, but also got to credit Stad Rene for once again, building a phenomenal prospect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like they do so regularly uh, and not wanting to get in his way. Right. They don't, then yeah. they knew he wanted this move and they didn't say, no, you have to give us 45. You didn't, to the point where it almost feels like Stad Rene got fleeced. Uh, when it comes to the actual price, but we know his contract was coming up soon. So, you know, he's going to move out of the limelight where at Rene, at Ren, he was the star of the midfield, right? And he's going to essentially turn into kind of tutelage mode, right? He is going to be tutored by these guys that have several years, uh, Valverde and Casemiro, many more years, but like a Modric, um, you're going to have these guys take him under the wing. And it's, it's kind of it's kind of great to see. Oh, and Tony Cruz, right too. So um, I like it, but he's my number three. Uh, but I I did a really bad job of ranking these. Um, there you go. So who's your six? My six is Upa Makano, and we don't really need to talk about that because I think he's already shown there's going to be there's going to be a uh, you know growing pains with some of these mm-hmm. guys. Upa Makano's already kind of gone through that stage, but Bayern obviously is starting to look more and more like the Bayern that we expect and even more interesting is the whole this is a broader problem i have with the bundesliga just being able the fact that you're able to get nagelsman and then nagelsman's able to get sabitzer and upamakano like that where is the competitive collusion that keeps these guys out of their hands right byron is going to win 15 16 in a row until we until these teams decide to stop selling them their best players or insisting they have to go elsewhere other than Bayern. I agree. I don't I agree. That, I, 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 that, was, that was something that did confuse me. Nagelsmann, Sabitzer, and Upamecano going to Bayern. That is like, yeah, there's, there's no... It's just Dortmund now. Yeah. It's it's just Dortmund. But they still, like next topic we're going to talk about, they still did good money managing that money. Mm-hmm. So my number five was Akimi. Okay. okay, I don't need to talk too much about Akimi, but truth is, like Akimi is top five in my opinion right backs in the world. So PSG by getting him, they they're investing in the future and in the present. So I another player that it's extremely exciting to see. And my four going with the four, the five and the four for Upamecano. Okay, Konate okay. was my tenth. Upamecano my fourth. Okay. I think it makes sense. Upamecano is, is, I won't say much better, but he's, he's a better player right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And it's what I like most about him is the way how he can be so like speedy in terms of brute. Like he's got that acceleration sure. and the tackle and the awareness. Like Upamecano against Holland, okay? There was a Bayern against Dortmund recently, and Upamecano made an amazing, made, had an amazing job stopping Holland. So yeah, yeah. that's there you oh, go. I, top you, three. You, it, oh yeah, you, you want to keep going? Do your top three? Oh no 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 no. Sorry sorry. sorry. Uh, no, I mean I, I just think it is funny if if Upamecano can stop the six foot four you know brute force of Holland coming at you. That's that's a good uh good indication of things to come and he's only going to get better as long as he stays healthy. And uh, the funny thing is, is maybe he'll even keep Emmanuel Neuer in place, right? Neuer uh, in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's not, you know, dribbling all over the place. Cause uh, Upamecano likes to, <laughs> likes to do that every once in a while. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, my five is a guy that I'm not even, I, I don't even feel qualified to talk about uh, because he's, he, he's such a favorite of yours. Okay. Mm. My five is Nuno Mendes. Um, mm. And I, I didn't do num- I didn't do number one. I didn't do number three. I didn't do number four. And the real reason is that this is a loan. This is essentially for me, it's a, it's like a trial period to see, is he ready for the jump? Now, some people call Liga own a farmer's leap. Um, we obviously oh, don't necessarily agree with that, but Nuno Mendes is going to essentially join a team that has uh, champions league aspirations, champions league, league, expectations and yeah. um he's going to fight with i believe it's abdu diallo and juan bernat right for left back duties and he's going to win and he is going we're going to see him front and center the whole season and i am very excited for that but i have him as a as a five because hakimi for me putting 60 million in up front to a guy that they are surefire they know he is going to be a piece of their future I felt like that was um, deserved of higher to the you know top of the top ten. So five is Nuno Mendes, um, and and I just want to get your your quick hot take on that. How do you feel about it? <laughs> like I'll be honest, Nuno Mendes is in my top three under twenty three transfers. Okay. Like no doubt, and just for starters, is remember when I told you that Nuno Mendes for sure wouldn't leave for thirty million? Yeah, for sure. Okay, and I'll, this is what you didn't notice. I see, it was forty-seven million, was it seven 47? million the, to pay the loan. Oh, sure, and forty million. You, like, I'm gonna say it. Nun Minch is number one young left backs in the world. I don't, I'm gonna say ahead of Alfonso Davis right now. Oof. I am. No, I am gonna say it. Yeah, and again. In the future, in a year's time, I'm going to say six months. I think it'll be enough. People are going to be saying, oh, my days, he was right. Yeah. Fair enough. Hey, fair enough. I'm going to respectfully disagree on the uh, Fonzie Davies. Uh, I still think Davies uh, has got him, uh, especially if he stayed healthy over the last 12, 18 months. um, Can I say this? Can I say this? Sure. Just like Brun Fernandes leaving Sporting for $60 is a bargain now. Nun Minch leaving for 40 million sporting is going to be seen as a joke in the future. It is. I'm putting that expectations in the, f- I'm putting those expect. You'll see, you will see that kid is going to be the, one of the top. Th- just this, this is a simple argument in my opinion. How much do you pay for a top three left back in the world? How many top, th- 
Like well, it's Alfonso so for right and now. right now we yeah. have right backs for days. Yeah. But left backs we don't have too much. Yeah. So I see that and for me getting a left back maybe is more important than the getting that right back spot, you know? Sure. So I'm 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 because Baker like last Champions League Neymar was yelling at Baker saying I need a left back. And trust me. Yeah. Messi Konun Mensch Messi with noon Minch, that is gonna look beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I'm I'm excited to see it. Uh, I I don't mean oh. you know I I do understand it's seven million up front and forty at the end, but you know they do. It's not necessarily an obligation to buy, is what I'm aware of. Correct? It's well it's if he potential. gets injured. Well, yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. But it's not like they are definitely going to pay the forty million. It's like if he's worth eighty. By the end of the loan, they're only paying 40. And frankly, Sporting did a stupid deal. And I still think Sporting mm-hmm. did a stupid deal because I feel like You'll the see. valuation of him was yeah. 60 to 80 just yeah. 6 to 12 months ago. So I don't understand yeah. really what happened there unless no, there was a he extended his contract, w- yeah. which was from 40 or 45 to 70 million. Okay. And okay. uh, that was a big standpoint. And that at that point, that's when I thought, okay. Sporting are really going to try to make him the world's most expensive left back in the world because it was Ben Shilwell, the the highest right. paid transfer ever. I think it was 50, 55 million, roughly 52, right. yep. 55. Yeah. And I honestly do believe that getting Nunez for the same price is is a better deal. I'm I'm people are gonna people think I'm crazy because you haven't seen him, man. And you're gonna wait, everyone in England, you're gonna see Nunez against Man City. And Man City fans, you're going to be thinking, what? This is the guy we needed at the left. So I'm I'm hyped for when that comes. So I'm just going to say my top three because yeah. we're going year around. We're going and, <laughs> Yeah. My top three under 23 transfers are Nunez, Sancho, and Donnarumma. Okay. Donnarumma is my number one. Come on. Best players in the Euros. If that guy moves, he's the best in any list. Yeah, so there I'm you go. You. All right. Well, my uh, my four was Kamavinga. My top three was mm-hmm. is Sancho, Donnarumma, and I actually have Hakimi as number one. I do. I do. What? I do. Hakimi um, ahead of Donnarumma, Mo. Yeah, what? yeah. I, I, I because they have Kaylor Navas, uh, but I, I get it. That's a glut. That's a glut in the positional standpoint. They needed a right back. This is the one they paid sixty million euros for. I get it. The salaries are high. Mm. But up front, this is who they made their upfront investment in. I just said upfront a bazillion times. Sorry. Um, so, you know, and, and let's be honest, Hakimi, I think Nuno Mendes is a better one, uh, better defender than Hakimi on the left side. Hakimi, though, is a bomber forward, and so is Nuno Mendes. But um, I'm just looking at that, and they're likely going to have to move to a three center back, uh, potentially, right? Yeah. Because they're going to, for all intents and purposes, they're attacking wingers i i mean come on yeah you know and these games it feels like almost psg is going to be winning games six foot six two five four you know eight one uh because it feels like offense is the best defense um but also you know nuno Kempembe, sergio ramos marquinhos and hakimi how how do you feel about that as your spine that's good that's champions league winning team that is a Champions league winning team and this is what I, this is what I find so interesting. Mm. The biggest problem of PSG last season not to get the Champions League was the fullbacks. Now 
PSG is arguably arguably one of the top three teams yeah. with fullbacks in the world. Yeah. Like in, in my opinion, they're my favorite duo, Nunmins and Akimi. Okay, Fair enough. attacking wise, Akimi is perfect. Defensive, yeah, yeah he, he's got his. He's not the best, but Nunu, oh, 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 yeah. they'll compensate more on Akimi's end. But yeah. that's 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 it's that, that was good to see. Yeah. So you want to go to the next topic here? Yeah, we we, we just go to some of the under under the radar run. Ones, exactly. Right? So because yeah. we there's. These are big names here, the top ten, and I know many of our listeners like to like to know unknown unknown talents. Yep. So we're gonna mention some, and if you guys have unknown talents that we won't mention, go to the comment section and go comment who who we should have mentioned. Absolutely. So there you go. Could you start there? Sure. Um. You know. I... <laughs> he's he's not gonna be the highest in quality, and he was not eleventh on my top ten. But I have to go with the – I'm going to start with some happy times for Arsenal, okay? I love – and I've been able to watch a lot of Takahiro Tomiyasu, okay? Mm. Play center back, he can play right back, all right? Um, he's these disciplined. He's just – there's a mentality here that I really, really like to this signing, that if they can find their way through this crappy period of time, okay mm-hmm. – a guy like Ben White, a guy like Takahiro Tomiyasu can be the ones to start to rebuild. And there will need other pieces will need to be added. But he's determined. He's tenacious. He's hell-bent on, like, learning all the time. Uh, everyone that's essentially ever played with him and talked about him says pretty much the exact same thing. Um, and I really do believe that it's kind of a turning of that mentality leaf uh, that – I think Arteta is trying to instill. I don't know for sure, but Tamayasu is a good one. And I really do like that. I think they overpaid for him, but I really like that. It feels like it was rushed, but ultimately in the end, if you're going to pay money, Tomiyasu is a good, a good find. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I no, I'm not willing to wager on it. So don't. <laughs> there you go. But like you mentioned Arsenal and I have here in my notes, like, Stadren, I'm going to put a bundle here, okay? Mm-hmm. They got Luke Bade for $17 sure. million. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got Kamaldin Suleimane for $15 million. Yep. And they got Lovromager for $12 million. Yep. That adds up to $34 million, okay? These three transfers are better, okay, in terms of business, business, like the money they spend and what they'll get, yeah. better than all five. Of yeah. those Arsenal transfers. I know. And then I see other clubs, <laughs> like in the own league. In the own league. Yeah. We got Leicester doing better business. We got Norwich. Okay, I'm saying Norwich is doing better business than Arsenal. <laughs> Zolish is going to be triple the price when he ends his time at Norwich. Kabak going there. That is an underrated move. 14 million buyout clause. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sargent. So the you don't it's I, I see some of the comment sections saying, Okay, you don't understand like United can overspend with the wages and Arsenal it's hundred and thirty million, we need to spend a lot of money. No, mate. No. There's better players out there that you can get for a good deal. 
Okay, and yeah, Stadren is showing how it's done. And I wanted to mention those three transfers. Yeah, you know, I just tried to say something positive and right away... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I get it. I get it. And and both you and I really, really want to see things different for, for the Gunners, that's for sure. Um, yeah. it's, it's just a matter of time. And hey, I could spend pretty much a whole episode talking about all of the, the gems that they've got in their academy that they're not really going to give a chance to. So maybe mm. we we'll do that one day uh, when things calm down a little. Uh, but yeah, go. no, that's a good shout. I mean, Stad Rene has been um, really, really, uh, whoever their chief scout is, I, I want to know them. Um, mm-hmm. But the next one I got is also going to stay in the Premier League. And this is a guy I really think is been kind of under the radar because he left Barcelona on loan multiple times. He's probably uh, gonna, he's probably got the best hair in all of uh, yeah. you know, the Premier League now. It's kind of David Luizish, but Mark Cucurello. I mean, he's been yeah. he's been really high up on pressures. One basically a lot of these um, a lot of these stats that you don't actually see uh, as part of the game unless you dig deeper, right? Mm-hmm. But he is relentless. He's you know he's just perfect uh, in that sense to the point where I almost thought like an Arsenal should go after him, but they have Kieran mm-hmm. Tierney and whatever. But Mark Cucurella is a great, great signing for Brighton. Um, Brighton has made several great signings because they got the Ben White influx, but they were also able to hold on to Basuma. They, were, they did some good business. This mm-hmm. uh, this transfer, um, who's the other one? Enoch Mwepu from uh, Red Bull Salzburg. But Cucurella, I think, is the gem there because he was wanted by clubs a little bit higher up. He was doing pretty well for Hatafe. And um, if they can gel all these players together, they're comfortably Premier League, and maybe they start to creep up over time, you know, above mid-table. Uh, but Cucurella is a great, great player. I enjoy that. I, I, I love it. That's a fantastic mention. And the more football I see is the, the, mo- the one of the most crucial positions, at least in modern football, is becoming the wingbacks. Yeah. And I think Brighton having Tariq Lamptey at one side, Cucurella on another, like those crosses, this speed, they have the difference there. Yeah. And yes, I do feel that that is a big testament signing to stay in the Prem. So Cucurella, yeah. that's that's a fantastic deal. And so I'm going to stay in the Prem because I, I like that conversation, Premier League. Sure. And I'm going to go with a player that should be on many fantasy teams. And it's Otson Eduard. Uh, because he fits the profile, okay? Mm-hmm. He's French. <laughs> I'm joking. Like, because they got all these. That's they right. Got, like, fair. They're getting so many French players. I'm joking. But, uh, it's fair. No, it's, fair. It's, it's fair. So, but, like, Hudson <laughs> Edouard, Mark Gehi, Connor Gallagher, all yeah. everything here is 50 million, okay? And that is a good transfer business by Crystal Palace. And do I believe Hudson Edward could get ten goals in the Premier League? I do. Yeah. So I'm 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 confident to see and I think that was very overlooked. And he's a player in the biggest league in the world. So if he's scoring goals in that league, he'll be talked about. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good one. And and you know, you almost feel like it could be a um uh, uh, what's his name? Dembele, like a Musa Dembele redux. Yes. In terms of where he moves, and and he just really starts going uh, off the charts when it comes to goal scoring. Odson Edward obviously has been there, you know, one of their top scorers over the last few years, um, yeah. and and really expect to. Uh, it's a changing of the guard at Celtic right now for sure. 
Um, they're starting to kind of move move key pieces on of the yesteryear, and they they've got a uh, fight for the SPFL title against Rangers again this year. Um, so I, I hope he does well in the Premier League. Uh, you got to remember they also have Mateta, um, Crystal Palace do. So it's kind of like they've they've got some pieces. Whether or not they can put them together, that's up to Patrick Vieira. Um, but good shout. Uh, one of the ones I got to bring up here, uh, you know, I'm a, obviously an American, but I got to, I got to talk up my, my Canadian counterparts here. Um, Tayon Buchanan. Okay. To club uh-huh. Bruges. All right. Wing winger. He's become probably one of the best wingers in MLS plays for new England revolution, but I really am keying in, not just on Buchanan, who I think is going to set the, the Belgian league alight for them. I have to key in on the whole Club Bruges window, which feels straight out of football manager, okay? You've mm-hmm. got Antonio Nusa from, from the elite Syrian, okay? I believe he played for – he's a young 16-year-old. Uh, I believe he's a winger. Um, you guys can tell us a little more about him, but from the clips I've seen of him in the elite mm-hmm. Syrian, he has been well playing well beyond his years at 16. Uh, they got Owen Otisoe, who is a U.S. men's national team player, um, you know, big oh, guy. Wolves. Yeah, Wolves guy. They got him for four million. They got Kamal Soa, who scored close to double digits in the in the pro league last year, but was on loan from Leicester. They got mm-hmm. Stanley Soki from uh, Nice. Uh, Moasa, the uh, left back from Stade Rene. Okay, because mm-hmm. you know you have some has to go out to come in. I mean, these these are really solid pieces that they are adding to. Charles de Ketelier. They're adding to, you know, they brought in Wesley from Aston Villa. So I don't know what it is that made them feel like they need to like revamp their whole roster, but they collected U 23s and that's always going to get my attention. Okay. That, that's yeah. Yeah. They did. They did. That's, that, that's good deals there. If you're collecting youth, yeah. that's, that's getting good deals there. So I'm going to mention now RB Leipzig. So, okay. Uh, getting Brian Brobby, I feel like, that was that was done so soon, yeah. And I feel like if it was done at the late times in the market, people would be so hyped. Mm. And in Josh uh, Josh Guardiol, okay. uh, I feel like he wasn't talked about enough. And Guardiol will be the type of player that at RB Leipzig, he'll I won't say he'll be at the standard of Upamecano. But he'll be a fantastic replacement. Yeah, yeah. And another mention I wanted to do in my in my unknown transfers is Noah Lang. Okay? Right. A, a player that has a redemption and has a storyline, it's Noah Lang. And boy, oh boy, I think he's going to be a player that maybe in two, two, three, two, three years, he'll be going to the Prem for 30 or 40 million and i won't be surprised it's just the big injury he had such a big injury okay and what i'm liking is i'm seeing the old noah lang okay the groovy noah lang they're not afraid of risking noah lang so yeah i've i'm very excited and maybe that's why club bruges is collecting u23s is because they know the writing's on the wall there um exactly and if they get 30 million for a guy they only spent seven or eight on from iax's mm-hmm. academy that's pretty good but uh um that, that's a he, he is a solid player and fearless up there um and so i'm actually going to kind of stay well actually i'm going to go to the bundesliga and i'm going to say mm-hmm. something kind of negative about arsenal so just prefacing it uh, uh vahid fagir uh the mm-hmm. young 18 year old from um 
I don't know how to say, but Vela, I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, one of the Danish Superliga clubs. He's, he's a bigger striker, uh, only 18 years old, uh, widely seen as one of the best forward prospects in all of Denmark. Um, really, this is uh, kind of a phenomenal transfer window for any Danish prospect, right? Mm -hmm. There's like six or seven that moved in this transfer window. Deremy to Ajax, Jesper Lindstrom to Frankfurt, uh, Fagier to Stuttgart for 4 million euros. I love this particular move because it has Sven Mislintat written all over it. And I may have mispronounced his last name, but Sven Mislintat was the essentially the um, go-to guy, the technical director for Arsenal up until he left last year. He's the guy that was responsible for Obama game. Okay. He was the guy that brought in, okay. Some of the ones that got fanfare early on, like Lucas Torreira. Uh, I believe he also brought in Matteo Guendozi, but they ended up kind of once he left unceremoniously to join, um, to join Stuttgart, uh, they kind of became whatever. And now they're castoffs essentially. Right. Um, but what it comes down to is, Vislintat knows, you know, how to scout these players. I think he's also credited for Usmane Dembele for bringing him into to, uh, Dortmund and then selling him off to Barcelona. But uh, just a, a really, really interesting thing to look at because, yeah, they're, Stuttgart's pretty good at identifying talent. And this 18-year-old is one that is going to – you're going to want to watch him, okay? Um, I wish I had – we need to do one where we actually go in the specs and the scouting specs on all these guys. <laughs> But we don't have time to do that here, so we'll have to do it at a later date. But watch for him in Stuttgart's ranks, for sure. There, there you go. Uh, the missing, the missing transfer in the last under twenty radar, uh, under the radar under twenty three transfer was. It wasn't very under the radar, but it was in the deadline day. In my opinion, it was Moriba. Okay, because we're talking about players like Kamavinga. We're talking about all these big, huge storylines, yeah. and we forget that. Moriba was balling out of Barcelona, okay, when they needed a youngster, uh, a player, not a youngster. They needed a midfielder. Yeah. And it was a youngster who stepped up. And he went to the exact place we wished yeah. he would go. So he would, I'll be honest, he was in my top 10 under 23 transfers. So yeah. I had to mention him. Sure. In the under the radar. Because it's, it's, it just had to be. Like, it's. I, Oh, yeah. It's a tough loss for Barcelona, too. Like, Moriba is a tough loss for Barcelona. It is, and I understand their way of um, rationalizing that was that his his wage bill uh, expectation yeah. was just out of this world for a kid his age. But um, if you if you have a club that's run like Leipzig, um, you know what you could bring in, you know what you, go, you have going out, mainly because they're selling all their best players to Bayern. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, Moriba, yeah, like you said, that that is just a great place and one that you and I 100% wished um, that that was going to be the destination of choice for him. Um, and there's so many more beyond that. I mean, Sebastiano, like Esposito, balling out at FC Basel, and now you're adding like a Jolson Fernandez to that and a Tomas Tavares. Uh, you've got Diego Rossi going to Fenerbahce. There's so many. I could sit here for the next 30 minutes listing ones you have to watch. They're all, you know, they're not all like ones you got to go out and buy on FIFA, but <laughs> these are just great developments for some of these young players. So if you really want to know in a, in a particular place, a particular team, uh, what we think of some of the transfers, please shoot it in the comments section because we would be happy to give you our opinion.
on that. Exactly. There you go. Like, if there's so many, like, there should, we could have so many comments. And, yeah, we'll answer yeah. them. And that's more knowledge. Yep. You'll love to see that. So you want to go to the next topic? Absolutely. This is a fun one. Okay. So, like, what has been happening now in recent football? It's World, Qu- World Cup qualifiers. Yeah. So... What's your what? The, like I'll like to mention the first one and sure. watching that Arlen. Like I, my mom's Irish and I'm I've lived in Portugal all my life, so watching Portugal against Arlen is really weird for me. Yeah, speaking on a personal level. Mas eu sou tu, okay? Por isso também sinto. So so I do feel the Portuguese side too, and it's weird because the draw is bad for both. <laughs> but I'll be honest. That Ronald moment, like, was pretty, pretty amazing. Ronald showing up on the spot, two headers. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to mention the guy who suffered the headers. And Gavin Bazoon, Bazunu, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and Man City loan at Portsmouth. And I knew about him. He was at Shamrock Rovers, right, in the past. I believe so, and yeah. there, was a lo- there was a lot of hype around him. And then he went to City. Yep. So I checked him out, but I wasn't expecting this type of quality. And I'll be honest, he won't stay at Man City playing like that. Okay? Yeah. So the saves he did saved the penalty against Portugal. Yep. And yeah, that, that was an unbelievable prefer, unbelievable performance. I just had to mention it. So Yeah, against CR7, right? Too? Yeah. That, that's that's got to be uh, one for the record books. Um, or one you'll remember the rest of your life. Now, Gavin, Gavin, that was a, a great performance. And, of course, it was Cristiano Ronaldo that basically stole all three <laughs> points and two headers. And, oh, man, it was just – you almost felt for the Irish. But then again, they lost, they lost to Luxembourg or, earlier, so they, they didn't really deserve to get any three points, let's be honest. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but, you know, it, you. it is what it is. Uh, I got to bring up uh, guys that, you know, you and I both enjoy um, and mm-hmm. who we both think are going to do really well this year. And actually, one of them, I'm very surprised, didn't get a massive move. But Alexander mm-hmm. Izak and Dejan Kulisevsky for Sweden. Uh, Kulisevsky had the match-winning assist against Spain. Alexander Izak had a goal early on in the game and looked every bit the part. Um, and this was, believe it or not, a Spain that looked like they were missing. Guess who? <laughs> Pedri. They were missing Pedri. And guess what? He was being given the break that he so deserved because he <laughs> played in the Olympics instead of the World Cup qualifier. And they lost. So uh, Isaac Bayon made it very tough for them. Um, but in the end, I think it was more Spain shooting themselves in the foot. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I really like the future of Sweden. I've said it, you've, you and I have kind of, we haven't argued about it, but we've talked about it. Izak Kulisevsky down below in the U21s, you saw a guy like Anthony Alanga. There's just mm-hmm. a lot of cool parts to go with some vets like Forsberg and some others that we really do enjoy moving forward. So Sweden got three points against Spain. So th- th- yeah. And I, I was, I was surprised by that. And I was surprised too. Very good mention there, Isaac Alexander Isaac should have meant should have left this summer. Yeah, many teams would have loved to have Alexander Isaac there. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a good mention there. I'm gonna go a bit under the radar here, and it's Manor Solomon nice. for Israel. Nice, because come on, he's got ten games and he has four assists, uh, four goals, and yeah. three assists, 
uh, that that that's pretty good stats. And if if Zebut uh, likes the talents at Shakhtar, mm-hmm. there's a reason why. Okay, that yeah. guy was a genius at Benfica, and at Shakhtar, he's 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 snatching up talents fantastically. So I watched a bit of that Israel game, and Solomon, I dare to say, he might be one of the best dribblers in terms of speed. Yeah. In like youngsters wise, he's 22, and Shakhtar. I don't know if they'll keep him too long. So, ten go, ten games, four goals, three assists, balling out for Israel. Yeah. Man or Solomon. I do remember some Champions League or or maybe it was Europa League, but some game last year where I got the chance to watch him full 90 and and against Real Madrid. Yes, 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 and and had a great goal. Um, Gendajou. And yeah, he was really good. Total. Yeah, total um, fearless dribbling uh, that you had just mentioned. So, and you also have to applaud uh, Aaron Zahavi um, <laughs> as well, who is ageless, timeless, scoring goals left and right for PSV. Comes in, scores a bunch <laughs> of goals for Israel because uh, Israel beat up on Austria five two. Like Austria is not an amazing team, but they're also not a bad team in any way, True. shape, or form. Uh, to set so a win five two is impressive. But yeah, that's a good shout there, Solomon. I have to go to Turkey here because they were so underwhelming in the Euros, right? But mm-hmm. Sengi Zunder has been on fire to start the season. And it's really nice when you see a guy that you know has a lot of talent, stay healthy, and just be able to ball out, right? And Under, since moving on loan to Marseille, he's got three goals in his first three matches. And then he had a goal and an assist versus Mont- Montenegro. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Turkey's looking dangerous again. Um I don't know what it is or why it is, but I think Under has has the answer and is going to wind up being a big part of that answer for them. Not saying they're going to qualify, but uh, Sengi Zunder, uh, who is on loan from Roma, is going to be one to watch, right? Like, I'll be honest, like, Turkey do need a redemption after what happened in those Euros. They do. <laughs> and everyone was, like, with huge expectations. And yeah. maybe he was the missing piece that just wasn't, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, there you go. There you go. I'm going to go with a player, too, so that is in form for his club and is balling out for the national team. And I'm going to go Cody Gakpo for, nice. from PSV. Mm-hmm. And a goal and an assist. Come on. What, I, what I'm amazed about him is how comfortable he is with pressure. Okay? First time ever playing for Holland. He snatches up the goal. And what I saw against Benfica, I remember, he's confident enough to shoot the ball. Yeah. And if you're confident enough to miss that ball and, you know, and just having that dominant, that mm-hmm. dominant presence that he has, like, he is one to watch. And I honestly think he'll be, he'll be a player that will stay in that lineup for, for the Netherlands. I'm very, very hyped about him. That's a good So, job. Cody Gakpo, he's, he's playing really well. Yeah, and it, it just goes to show that um, I guess there is some correlation between club form and international form. And it carried over uh, for certain because Cody is obviously one of the better players on PSV Eindhoven uh, who seem to be scoring goals for fun these days. Well, uh, I'll add another in there. um, Another guy that um, like Sengi Zunder for me Mm -hmm. uh, always showed that he had talent and I just never, it it just never really came to fruition. Um, And that has to be Kalechi Iannaccio. Um, I, I know he's 24, but like he scored a whole bunch of goals last season. I think he even scored in the 20s last season. 24 goals for Leicester. Yep. 
um, and, and had four on the way to the FA Cup win. Um, and he just scored two goals to start Nigeria's qualifying campaign versus away at Liberia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know that we don't know much about Liberian opposition, except, you know, George Weah is their best player of all time. Um, <laughs> but Kalechi Iannaccio is a guy that I remember when he signed for Leicester, I looked at that and I said, that's a crappy piece of business. And that's a mm-hmm. wonderful piece of business for Manchester city to get 28 million euros for a guy that I thought was good, but wasn't really going to amount to anything. And man, has he, shown in the last season or so that on a delayed fuse he can be a very very uh relentless and and effective part of of a team's attack if you give if you have if you're patient with him right um and for him to score two goals for nigeria um and you know i think he's going to have another big season even with pots and daka up there um for leicester but i just love to see this kind of resurgence and this building on some momentum that he's got so there you go. I'm going to go here with my final one. And I'm going to mention Mo Coco because nice. that was he did a hell of a landmark as he always seems to do. And youngest scorer in Bundesliga, youngest appearance in Champions League history. And now he's the youngest player to score a brace for the under 21 German team. Yeah. And like Wirtz was there playing. OK, so they're not <laughs> short on ballers. And. Just the fact, okay, it was against San Marino, but he still, he made it. And Mukoko, like, it's, it's the start of something special. It is. And, yeah, I wanted to still, mention him. Still and... 16 years old. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Well, there's there's so many more we can uh, we can name, but the last one, and I'm surprised you didn't name uh, Gareth Bale with his two penalty kicks and a nice uh, extra time <laughs> winner. Uh, I got to name somebody that, um, you know, Iceland is still kind of in the running. Uh, they're not the Iceland that we remember shocking us during the Euros a while back, uh, but they are trying to usher in a new era. And I was really surprised to see on the team sheet the first game uh, earlier in the week, uh, Andre Good Johnson, who is the son of Chelsea, dare I say it, legend, but definite star, Eider yeah. Good Johnson. Um, yeah. And yeah, at 19 years old, he actually made his debut. And then just today, where this is a Sunday, he goes on, scores the match winner uh, in an Iceland win uh, over, or, or I'm sorry, an equalizer, not a match winner, uh, in extra time or very close to extra time uh, against North Macedonia, who we know were in the Euros and like didn't look too bad. Um, but it's just such a cool thing sometimes to see. Yeah, Andre Good Johnson, who plays for Real Madrid, uh, just made his debut within the last week for Real Madrid Castilla, their reserve squad, makes his mm-hmm. debut for country, and then scores his first goal for country all in like 10 days' time. So good on it's, you, Andre. It's, there you go. That is so true. And it's it's interesting how these Icelandic talents, they seem to develop them really well there. Yeah. So a small country, but a big development. So sure. uh good shout out there so there you go guys like if there's any player that we forgot to mention in the world cup qualifiers go comment down below guys okay go go subscribe go follow (laughs) i'm joking if you're here at the end you might as well subscribe all right isn't it so there you go we got podcast 20 in the wrap 20 podcasts 20 hours that is insane okay and yeah guys Thank you so much for all the support. The community is insane, and we're going to keep on growing. Yep. Twitch, okay, is a reality, guys, okay? 
every day that passes by twitch is more of a reality for our project so be excited guys and yeah just hook up fc wonder kid on twitch and go follow so yep. you, you you show that you were you you saw this podcast until the end okay you made sure you, you showed our the support there yeah so there well well there's also you know we've got we'll, we'll be doing the notes we'll be doing all that stuff at some point we're just kind of getting uh getting geared up to to expand if you will um exactly. cameras all that good stuff so please uh constructive criticism we love to take it we know that we can't get to everybody in an hour hour and 10 minute podcast uh but we yeah. love to talk about it in the comments so please uh send us an email comment whatever you want to do um yeah. get to us and we'll get back to you because like uh, alex always says it is the community um it's the community, and, man. and yep on to episode 21 <laughs> you almost went bold there yeah, <laughs> i'm joking yeah okay <laughs> there you go episode 20 guys thank you for listening see ya